Good afternoon. This is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan, here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update. Today is Monday, August the 24th, and my mission as MLA, member of the Legislative Assembly, is to serve you, the people of Cumberland North, Nova Scotia, to influence public policy for the greater good, to promote you, the people in our area, to grow our economy and our GDP, to improve our population health, and to always work towards us having world-class healthcare services. That is my mission, that is my purpose, that I strive to achieve each and every day of the week. And yes, we are in the middle of a pandemic, and some things have changed, but I still work and focus on achieving this mission statement each and every day. Last week in politics uh, was an abnormal week. Usually I'm traveling around through the constituency and often have to go to Halifax, but last week I did not have to, and I spent every day in the actual physical office uh, in Amherst. Three days, I was there until 8.30 at night. So it was a very, very busy week last week, and I'll share with you some of the issues that kept me busy. Some of the provincial-wide issues that we are seeing right here in Cumberland North include the going back to school plan. Our Minister of Education, Zach Churchill, has been under a lot of criticism lately for a lack of an effective back-to-school plan. But thankfully, I will say, we have incredibly dedicated teachers and principals and Chignecto Central Regional Center for Education administrators as well. People who have been working tirelessly to prepare our schools here locally for children going back in the first week of September. I am hearing from colleagues that things are not so well organized in other areas of the province. So if you have any questions, if you're a parent or if you're a teacher, and if you have any questions about your children going back to school, please contact me and I'll be pleased to assist you to get the answers to your questions. I've got a great relationship with our regional center for education and any question that I'm sending them each day, they are contacting the parent or the teacher with those concerns and making sure those issues are addressed. Emergency Health Services, EHS. Uh, for our province, Emergency Health Services is responsible for providing emergency response via ground ambulance uh, and also for the life flight helicopter and fixed wing aircraft in, in emergencies throughout the province. Emergency Health Services, or EHS, they contract these services from EMC, we have all these acronyms, uh, EMC stands for Emergency Medical Care Incorporated, and it's actually a privately owned company that's a wholly owned subsidiary, subsidiary of Medivhev Health Services, and Medivhev Health Services is a member of Medivhev Blue Cross group of companies. I'm sharing this with you because it's a bit of a tangled web. But the bottom line is there are too many ambulances sitting empty in our EHS garages here in Cumberland North, both in Pugwash and in here in Amherst. And this is happening daily. The EHS, which is contra contracted services through EMC, which is technically Medivy Blue Cross, they are not maintaining their workforce of paramedics and they do not have adequate staffing to properly staff all of our ambulances. So our Department of Health of Nova Scotia is ultimately, and, and remember the Department of Health is run by our government. So 
that is ultimately responsible to hold this private company to task to provide the service that our government has contracted them to do. So I'm going to keep this issue in the forefront of my work until improvements are made because it affects lives are affected. No one in Cumberland North should have to have access or not have access to emergency health services because this private company is not staffed in ambulance or because they've chosen to pull one of our ambulances to another part of the province. Nearly every day, and I'm getting reports, nearly every day, one or two of our ambulances from Pugwash or Amherst are either sitting empty in the EHS garages or they're being taken to Halifax or Truro where they can be uh, used there and serving those communities. So that is not okay. And that is putting uh, some of our residents at risk when there are emergency services needed. I am very passionate about this. And when it comes to healthcare and making sure that the people that I represent have access to safe and timely healthcare services, I get very passionate about that. It's very important. It literally can be a life or death issue. Uh, another healthcare related issue that's been on my uh, agenda is around our elderly citizens that are currently in long-term care facilities such as Shannax, Gables, or East Cumberland Lodge, as well as the federal or resi rather residential care facilities such as Victoria Manor, Centennial Villa, and White Birches. And I'm getting contacted, I would say daily, some days, several times a day, by family members who are upset that they do not have access to visit their family members that are in one of these homes. Now remember, we are still in the middle of a global pandemic. We've been incredibly blessed here in Cumberland North that we still do not have any active cases, known active positive cases of COVID-19 in Cumberland County. It's close. And if you've seen over the last week, uh, the last number of cases that have been positive here in Nova Scotia have been in what we call the Northern Zone, which includes East Hants, Picto, Truro, uh, Colchester County, and Cumberland County. So we haven't had any in Cumberland yet, but but they're getting they're getting close. So we do need to keep that in mind, and I I can understand the the administrators of these facilities trying to control that COVID nineteen does not enter any one of these long term care facilities or residential care facilities. However. Uh, our residents, the people living in these homes, have needs. And they have more than physical needs. They have emotional, mental, and social needs that have not been met and have not been met really since March. So it's a challenge. It is a challenge. I've had workers say to me, well, Elizabeth, I can go to Costco and be surrounded by hundreds of people and then go back to work at one of these homes and care for the, the elderly but yet their family member can't come in or can come in, but only for 15 minutes once a week. So it is a challenge and I'm continuing to work with my colleagues on trying to find answers, trying to find some solutions. Bottom line is, you know, I'm 50 and if in 20 years time, if I needed to be placed in, in a home to receive nursing care every day, yeah, man, I would, I would want to see my family. I would want to be able to hold my husband's hand. I'd want to be able to see my children's faces. 
uh, in person. So it's a challenge. I continue to hear about this and trying to work with families to come up with solutions. And I hate to see when decisions are made, healthcare decisions are made based on insurance and liability. And I know that that is a reality, but it seems right now a lot of the rules that are being made in our long-term care facilities are not being based on public health, but more on insurance and liability issues. So we need to work through that and we will continue to do that together. Our Nova Scotia New Brunswick border, you always hear me give an update on that every week. Things have been quiet on that front and possibly it may have something to do with the fact that our neighbors next door in New Brunswick are in the middle of a provincial election and things uh, are, are quiet there. I went through Friday night myself with my husband. We went on, went on a date and uh, there was seven or eight uh, men in uniform at the border, but uh, no one was being stopped. So anyways, I won't go on about that today, but uh, so far things have been quiet there the last couple of weeks. And certainly when I'm asked by government, I will continue to say if we have an Atlantic bubble, then remove the border guards that are at the Nova Scotia and New Brunswick border. If you want to do contact tracing for public health, it should be done consistently, not half of the time. And it could be done on the perimeter of the Atlantic bubble. It could be done at the Quebec, New Brunswick border, the main border, and of course, um, any location such as our international airports, where we have travelers coming into the province. So I will continue to say that, and hopefully that is what will eventually happen. Uh, roads are a provincial issue, except for in our towns. And we're having some, some issues with some roads here in Cumberland North, continue to have problem with our roads in Malagash. And I'm having ongoing conversations with our provincial uh, TIR department about that because for some reason Malagash area is under the management of Colchester County instead of Cumberland County and I guess that happened I made an inquiry last week it's been that way for about eight years so uh, around 2012 is when I was told that that changed so I'm asking for that to come back under the management of Cumberland County uh, because Things get done, maybe not done to the to the degree that we want them to get done. But if I call up our area manager, he's responsive and work uh, does get attended to. And it's not happening in Malagash. So I have asked for the Malagash area to be put back under the management of Cumberland County through the Department of Transportation, and I will continue to work on that. I have, actually have a meeting there, I believe it's tomorrow, in Malagash with TIR uh, to look at a specific issue as well. Trunk 6, uh, Route 6, going from Amherst to Pugwash. There's quite a large section of road there that is breaking up. The asphalt is uh, cracking and breaking. And I did speak with our area manager about that as well next uh, last week. It's certainly something that's going to need to be addressed. We have a lot of large, heavy trucks that use that road. And we cannot let it get broke down. I was quite disappointed when over a week ago I received a... Uh, email letting me know that a tender to have the bridge in Wallace um, repaired was cancelled. So I was able to speak with someone from our Deputy Minister in Transportation to find out what happened there. And basically the tender came in uh, double of what was budgeted. It was budgeted for a little less than 400000 and the bud and the 
tender came in at, I believe, $720,000, which was uh, significantly more than what was budgeted. So they have assured me that some work will happen this fall, that the bridge is safe, and that they are planning to retender that bridge work uh, in the spring. And it is still in our capital budget and, and the work is still being planned, but they needed to come in uh, lower than what it did. Also last week, I reached out to Nova Scotia Power because we can all remember back to last last fall when we had Hurricane Dorian. And some areas of my constituency, especially Wallace, Malagash area, had no power uh, for up to eight days, some people. And Yes, it was a large hurricane, but one of the reasons we had so much damage and loss of power is because Nova Scotia Power has really cut back on their tree trimming uh, work. And there's a lot of power lines, at least in my part of the province, that have a lot of shrubbery and trees growing right up in under the power lines. So when you get a large storm and the trees blow over, it's taking down the power lines. I had a meeting about a month after Hurricane Dorian last year with Nova Scotia Power, with their forestry manager, and specifically showed them areas in Cumberland North that needed to get done so that we didn't have that same degree of power outages in the future. Unfortunately, this work hasn't gotten done, and whether or not we're, we blame the pandemic on, on that as well, but I did reach out to Nova Scotia Power last week asking for an update on the tree trimming work that is required here in Cumberland North. So I, I did want to let you know about that. Locally, here are some of the projects and some of the work um, that I worked on last week included uh, doing some local marketing projects to increase tourism here. Back last month, once the Atlantic bubble opened up, I did a marketing um, plan to try to increase tourists from Atlantic Canada come here to Cumberland North. So took pictures, did write-ups, and shared on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook about all of the wonderful parks, beaches, retail establishments, uh, eating uh, eating places that we have here in Cumberland North. So I did from Malagash to Port Howe, and then Port Howe to Tidnish, and then more recently, some of the accommodations and eating establishments and places to visit here in the town of Amherst. So I'll continue to work on that. If you're listening and if you have a business or if you have a family or friend that has a business that you would like me to include in the mark in a marketing plan moving forward, please reach out to my office. Uh, certainly um, want to do my best to grow our economy, to increase our GDP here in Cumberland North. And one of the ways to do that is to welcome and invite people into our area. And we all have to work together to really to be able to do that to the maximum benefit. So please reach out to my office, 902-661-2288, or email me at elizabeth.smithmacrossan. It's elizabeth period smith hyphen macrossan at novascotia.ca. Or certainly call my office, like I mentioned. So uh, last week, I also had a meeting about the armories. We're going to keep the federal government's feet to the fire on that. There was supposed to be a report reviewed on Friday, and that did not happen. I reached out to our member of parliament, Lynn Lorzon, to let her know that and to ensure that she continues to work with our federal Department of Natural Defense on ensuring that our armory stays open and is an active part of our community for our cadets, for our regimental museum, and for all other community events that we want to hold there. 
I also had a couple of local meetings. One was around our the community garden in Amherst. There's so much potential there. Oh my goodness. Uh, really excited about what we may be able to see happening there um, probably next spring and next summer with the whole goal of increasing local food production and local food supply, with which will also impact our health overall. Also had a couple of meetings around what's called a social enterprise. We're, we're looking at modeling it after uh, one in Prince Edward Island that's called REACH. The goal, of course, is to provide supports for anyone in our community that may have addictions and or mental health challenges. And we want to, we want to be there. We want to provide supports. We want to help them to um, build their self-esteem, to understand their, their true worth, and help them on their path to get back, reintegrate back into the workforce. This is a big need in our community, and it's not always visible to all. But anyone who has a family member or if you yourself has mental health challenges or addictions, you understand that more supports are needed in our community. If you're interested in getting involved in this project, please contact me. Please reach out. I've got several people that are working on this with me and we welcome anyone who wants to be a part of this because it will only happen uh, as a community if we if we work on this together. So again, call my office. It's 902-661-2288. There continues to be gaps in our healthcare system and in our Department of Community Services. And one of the areas that you've heard me talk about other weeks is with regards to the Adult Protection Act. So I'm continuing to look at that piece of legislation with the goal that we can get amendments made to this in this fall, in the fall sitting of the legislature, so that when there are those in need, when there are adults in need of protection in our community, that our government is actually doing something about it. And so I am continuing to work on that as well. Today is a very exciting day uh, for myself. Uh, we've, we're going to be going to Pugwash this afternoon to meet with uh, several people within the Departments of Health as well as Department of Transportation and Infrastructure to get a full update and timeline on the new Pugwash Hospital. So that is this afternoon, Monday afternoon. I'm really looking forward to that and I'll ensure that I update the community with any information that I am provided today. Also this week in politics, I will be in my office and also need to travel to Halifax. Uh, I believe tomorrow morning Dan has me going to Malagash and then I'm off to Halifax for meetings and I have my normal weekly caucus meeting on Wednesday and then we'll be coming back to Cumberland North after a meeting on Thursday morning down there and have meetings scheduled here for Thursday afternoon and Friday. As I mentioned earlier, we still are in the middle of a global pandemic, and although we do not see it around us here locally in Cumberland, it, I do want to just remind everyone today to continue to do all the public health measures to protect yourself and to protect your family, which includes when you're going out in public to do physical distancing of six feet or more. If you're not able to provide that six feet of distance from others, 
that are not in your close family bubble, uh, remember to wear a mask, which can protect you and can protect others. Always wash your hands with soap and water. And when that's not available to use hand sanitizer and make sure that you do that every time that you come in contact with an object or with anything that someone else may have touched. Continue to do very good disinfecting and washing and cleaning of other objects as well. As also, as I mentioned earlier, we have had some new cases of COVID-19 here in Nova Scotia. As of today, Monday, we have seven active cases. Unfortunately, yesterday, we did have another death due to COVID-19. And again, I'm being told by, by officials that it's not here in Cumberland County, but it is in very close by. It is here in the Northern Zone. So we do need to be cautious uh, while you're out and about in the public. I would like to extend, extend my sympathies to anyone in our community that may have lost a loved one recently. Specifically, I'd like to mention today the family of Joan Blue, the family of Judith Ann Ketty, and the family of Irene Latta. So please accept my sympathies, those families, as well as anyone else who may have lost a loved one at this time. I'd also like to send birthday greetings to anyone celebrating a birthday this week. I'd like to do a shout out to Jim Kerr. Jim and his wife Gwen own the Regent Bed and Breakfast on Victoria Street. So happy birthday to Jim. And Jim's wife Gwen actually just celebrated a birthday yesterday. So big, big birthday week in their family for sure. Also like to send out birthday greetings yesterday. Stephen Letcher and Catlin Lowther also celebrated birthdays. And then this week, Tomorrow, Tuesday, Susan Robichaux, one of our very talented musicians here in Cumberland North, is celebrating a birthday. So happy birthday to all of those people and as well as to anyone else who may be celebrating this week. I'd like to thank CFTA 107.9 and Mr. Ron Bickle for providing me with this opportunity to share with you my weekly constituency MLA, MLA update. Listen, Ma, I'm here to serve you. That is my job as your MLA for Cumberland North. So please contact me anytime if you have any concerns, either by phone, by email, through Facebook Messenger. I get a lot of messages that way as well. Twitter, Instagram, whatever method is best for you. I want to thank all of you who are helping me to help our community become the best that we can be. We are in a global pandemic, but we will continue to strive to work together to make the most of every opportunity that presents itself to us. And together, we will rebuild our economy here in Cumberland North and throughout Nova Scotia. And we will do it while protecting our health. Have a great week, everyone. And remember to take care of yourself and to take care of others.